the hardest working podcast in Portland, Oregon, man. Play no game. What's up, you guys? It's Cartier Bob, and we have an uh, illustrious installment of the PNG Play No Games podcast slash show today. And I've got a lot of friends. So I'm CB. I'm Koss. And I'm Arthur, and we're sharing the mic tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and before we get started today, and because, you know, there's some interesting people in the middle of our sectional yet again, we're going to go to our most coveted, oh, wait a second, I almost forgot, like, comment, subscribe, and donate to hero slash bob dollar sign here dollar sign so we don't have to share a mic yes look at me yes i it's not even christmas and i'm acting like a scrooge man if i only had enough money to pay these guys (laughs) anywho we're gonna pass it to our wonderful wonderful host because he's gonna put and lay down the tracks for our most covenant covenant program or section of the show yeah Anywho. so this section is called play no games it can be positive negative informative it can be anything you want it to be all you have to say is i'm ready to play no games about this let's go to robert first what you playing no games? right <laughs> wow okay um i want to play no i want to play no games about um I don't want to play no games about um, American society um, right now. Yes, I'm. I think I've gotten into too many conversations with people. Uh, blue, red, purple, green party, all this other stuff. Everyone has these ideas, and nobody wants to like try something, and it's like bothering the shit out of me. Um, conversation started with houselessness. Then it talked about gun reform. Then it talked about all these different things, and everyone has ideas. I'm just wanting to pick something and try something. And like, I'm just, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a bit exhausted. Cause I'm just kind of like, if I would have the keys to the city, I don't think people would like my reign of terror as mayor Bob. Oh no. Because I'm just going to get socialist. <laughs> I'm just going to get, I'm just going to get shit done. I'll be like, you know what? Let's help. Let's help the houseless people. But you know what? Let's, let's, I'm just tired of the fucking like rigmarole of what's the first thing you do as mayor of Portland. Man, you know, uh, mayor of Portland, you know what? Cake day. Every Friday we get cake. How does that sound? Yeah. If you don't like cake? Hi. Hi. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I would say, besides that ridiculous cake day, I would say, from a serious standpoint, I think the very first thing I would want to do is build two sustainable laws and programs to kind of get... Um, people opportunities because i feel like if there's jobs then that decreases a lot of different things beyond jobs um next thing i want to work on is the houselessness to get people the right resources and i would say um not emergency housing but like housing immediately where they just have it um because there's a lot of studies in finland and everything else that when people just have the housing uh, immediately without jumping their hoops then that helps them get more resources and things get better so so cake jobs sustainable housing you're talking more like temporary housing so nope 
Okay. Not at all. That's actually the problem. But I, I've I've had too many conversations about this today. But y'all don't have to agree with me. That's not what this show's about. It's just that's what I want to play no games about because I'm tired. Thanks, Robert. All right. You know, I'm gonna pass it to. Nah, I want to give him one more example. I want to pass it to uh, Cassian. Uh, mine's not as serious as Robert's, actually. Uh, mine playing no games about the weather. Uh, hey, I knew you would say yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That's coming. Uh, it's been nice. It's been nice. I hope everyone here has gotten a chance to get out, enjoy it, play some pickleball, maybe. Huh? I uh, owe you pickleball. You do owe me pickleball. Yeah, but anyways, um, yeah. Uh, you know, here in Portland, we don't get a lot of sunshine. It finally feels like spring, maybe around the corner. Maybe summer came a little early. I'll be honest. I was golfing Friday and. 90 Ugh. was a little bit too much. 90 was a little bit too much. Uh, but other than that, um, yeah. Play no games. Get out there. Enjoy enjoy the sun. Well, also I, enjoy the rain. I'm enjoying the sun, too. Uh, who do we go next? Should we go to our guests? All right. Uh, I'm going to go with our guest, Katie. Oh, no. Okay. So, um, play no games about... You know, I have no opinions about this, but it keeps coming up on my feed. All these new little, like, I want to say they're almost, like, spinoffs off of, like, MMA. So they've got, like, I just saw this basketball MMA. It was, like, 5v5, and they were shooting hoops and also doing MMA. And then there's that, what is that, the pillow fight? No, yeah, car jiu jitsu, car uh, telephone booth jiu jitsu or boxing, <laughs> telephone booth, oh, boxing. Yeah. Yeah, would you put bare knuckle in that category? Or is I, that is that something? I feel like that's kind of, I don't know. That's pretty, pretty close. Yeah, but I mean, there's that slap one. I was, they're like knocking each other. <laughs> that one, that one. Yeah. <laughs> have, have you ever watched Fight Circus? You ever got around to watching Fight Circus? It's like uh, if you want to watch dwarfs versus like um, women, they do that two v one competitions of like two like let's say hundred forty five pound guys against one like two fifty pound guy. Uh, it's not saying it's all done in Thailand because they won't sanction it in the U.S. It's called Fight Circus. It's on YouTube. Look it up. It's really interesting. The promoter is this guy, former MMA fighter. He'll get in there. He'll fight people too in a suit and everything. Like it's, <laughs> it's a crazy. Yeah, Fight Circus. Bob Sapp was actually just fought with uh, Rampage Jackson. They did a Siamese twin fight. Oh, so they wore one big shirt and they fought two other guys wearing one big shirt. Yeah. Oh, it's like that one influencer guy or something. He had his bodyguards with him and like he just gets knocked out right away against the fighter. Do you remember watching that one? No. Anyways, it was pretty funny. But... Is that at one of the Paul fights? No. Oh, that face. Oh, that face. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Whoa! You gonna you gonna elaborate? Oh no no! Um, you know. So hey, uh, Sierra, are you ready to play no game? Yes. <laughs> play no game. Oh, it's my turn. Oh, absolutely. I thought it was your turn next. Oh you. Oh okay. Uh, oh damn damn. Okay. Uh, Full court press. I'm ready to play no games. Uh... About track. Oh, track. <laughs> 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 Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> oh, that is what the big guy. Oh, damn. <laughs> nah, uh, you know, track season's coming to an end, which is great. Um, it's a short season, but it's a lot of chaos. It's a lot, a lot. Um, but I'm excited for it to end because the school that I coach track at is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. Wow, 
Wow. No. You hate kids? Ah. No, it's they they all decided to compete in events today and last six weeks no one competed in any events. So it was like <laughs> yo, y'all asked me, y'all wanna show up and show out. So we had senior night tonight, it was pretty dope. Um a lot of our seniors showed up and showed out. So um it was a good meet. Uh left a little early, but it was a good meet. So yeah. Yeah, you know, he got traded to the Plato Games podcast. We get him every Wednesday, y'all. Um, you ready? Mm-hmm. Are you playing no games well? Oh, let's see. I'm uh, playing no games about injuries, sports injuries, pain versus injury, the mental, the mental game, the physical game. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, how, how's, it, how's it going for you guys? Injured, injured. <laughs> uh, twisted my knee, trying to figure out if it's an injury, not an injury. Just hurt. Am I just a baby? Um, can we ask what happened? Oh yeah, you know, just we don't have uh, any rules at our gym about like belts or size. Yeah, we're just a bunch of renegades doing our own thing out there. Um, and sometimes I think I'm a little bit stronger than I am, so I push when I should when I should pull and got a nice pop. Mm. Yeah, but uh, she's got a hurt leg. Hurt leg, can't touch it, can't look at it. <laughs> look at it just fine. <laughs> it seems, <laughs> seems like they're popping up everywhere. It's killing me. Walked in, heard about your injury this weekend. That's <laughs> RIP to the knees. Damn. These 30 year, 30 year old knees don't function the way they once did. <laughs> you prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm going to defer this time. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. You coming to me. Ooh. Yeah. So let me introduce these two amazing guests. Um, they not only operate out of a, a fantastic gym that I actually also attend on Sundays as well, um, Girls Gym. Which is uh, MMA, grappling, kickboxing, jujitsu, the whole twelve um, gym, um, and uh, Katie and Sierra. Hey, welcome to the show. We're happy to be here. Um, I'm just gonna start with the just kind of like perspective on like both of your perspectives on just like. MMA as a whole. I think we'll start on that track and then we'll get more personal towards the back end. Um, just your perspectives on MMA as a whole and what do you feel about um, it as a sport in the United States? Oh, is that us? Jeez. Let's uh, single that even more. Okay. Women's MMA. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Where do you see the current state of women's MMA? There's been a lot of growth. There's there has been, been a lot. lot of, yeah. I yeah. feel like it's taken a lot of time to find women who have good skill and or well-rounded. I feel like, right, there is, gosh, let's go back to what, do you know, do you know Carano? Uh, Carano? Oh, so horrible with names, but like, she's great. She, she's pretty good stand-up, but absolutely no grappling than what we had like chris cyborg beefed out so you know that's just terrifying oh, yeah. but then 
right? Who's the next big name? Ronda Rousey. And these are like decades apart from each other, right? Yeah. And even even Ronda Rousey, right? A medalist, like she's phenomenal. But again, one-sided. Yeah. And it's just really, it, it, it had been really hard to see people invest. It was great because I think it got women out there for sure. But it was really hard to see people invest and be like, Oh my gosh, this name is so great. And 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 as a female myself, I'm like, shouldn't we have higher expectations? Shouldn't we have the same expectations we have for these men? Like I'm looking at Anderson mm-hmm. Silva being like, where's where's our Anderson Silva when yeah. the yeah. crowd? But you have, um, to, you have to remember too though, even when you started training women, there was still so few women to compete with that Katie was actually competing with men in tournaments. In, in right in jits tournaments and it was illegal for women to fight in the uh, cage which was one of our first first women to fight legally in a couple states yeah and so i think like just the time to catch up we're we're, we're starting to catch up but you know the ev- evolution is is continuing so we're, we're starting to see men become more well-rounded in different ways and different like dynamic aspects and women are catching up but and you know, to be fair, I would like to say, like, I feel like it is so hard to find greats in general. Like, like uh, I mm. think even the men right now are kind of like it's it's been a while since we've really had a great like. Um, I'm biased. I love Drew. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, there are those times, but then you also got to wonder, like, those were early, earlier times. So, like, where where would they stand now with yeah, like yeah. the techniques now and yeah. the people now? Ugh, you just never know. It's crazy, crazy sport. How do you, how do y'all feel about it? Women's MMA. Um, I don't like trap. <laughs> oh no, we yeah, I don't like the cap. Um, I would say I catch all my women's MMA when I go over for like fight nights, and um, I will also adhere to you. I'm horrible for names. I'm just like <laughs> I'm like I would say I agree with you. Over the years, um, fights have been like oh I'm like okay this is I'm like this is legit. Like this fight was literally better than. Like we paid hundred and twenty dollars to watch this quick knockout. Like we got more of a fight from watching um uh the women on the card where I would say just from like a male's perspective and yours just being at different fight parties, like the there's been like a different reception where like their people are more engaged and invested in the fight rather than oh I'm gonna go get something to eat. And I would say over the years I can definitely say that I've seen that. And for me, hey. If you can get into a, a cage, a mat, and, you know, put your life on the line, I got a lot of respect for that because people are dying in the cages and losing limbs. So I'll say that for me. Yeah, um, I guess a little background. So for people listening, they know. Um, so I do an MMA podcast. That's what I do in my oh. free time. So I'm I'm an MMA nerd. Uh, so I watch every event. I watch every fight. Women's fights, of course, included. Um, and do I you think, know Katie? Huh? Do you know Katie? Do I know Katie? Um from topology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, uh, I I go to I guess locally I go to uh, like Rumble at the Roseland, but that's kind of the extent of local regional. I've gone to King of the Cage as well. Um, but uh, in terms of women's MMA, I think like you mentioned, I think there's been a huge amount of growth. I think uh, when Ronda was around, it was fantastic because you know Ronda used her judo uh, effectively and was able to finish a lot of opponents in the first round, and that was exciting to watch. But if you see a lot of other competitors, specifically at straw weight and, and flyweight, uh, you see a lot of decisions, maybe a little bit uh, lay and pray, I'd say, yeah. to an extent. And that's that's totally fine. That is a good technique, and that gets you wins. But it doesn't get people, you know, it's not that zing. 
That being said, I think you have a couple athletes right now that really push that, and it's not just in the UFC. If you watch one, oh yeah, Stamp Fairtex is amazing. Angela Lee is amazing, and not just like like good for women, like amazing. Like Stamp's Stamp Fairtex is Muay Thai is world class. Angela Lee's Jiu Jitsu is world class. She's one of the few to get like a twister submission. Um, so I think I think the future is really really bright. They just need a little more time. Uh, for me, I feel like it's getting similar to just women in sports in general. Um, you know, as we climb here, I think this past year, women's basketball has grown in the significance of just many different things. Um, and so I feel like women's sports are finally getting the notoriety that they've been missing for a while, um, especially with the climb. Does that mean athleticism has changed? Not much, but I think the games have changed in general across all aspects of the sport. So, um do I watch women's MMA all the time? I don't really watch men's MMA all the time, so I, I can't. I agree. Um, I can't, so I can't. I can't contest to that. But from my experience of watching other women's sports, from women's soccer to women's basketball, uh, volleyball, softball, and some of these other sports, I feel like it's beginning to show more light. And even gymnastics nowadays, especially with certain folks, is bringing more light to gymnastics. Um, women in sports in general is starting to climb, and I think. In the next few years, I, I hope we get to the same conversation that we can have about men's sports as we can about women's sports. And I think MMA will be, um, you'll have some of those people that really will be the target of those conversations. Same with women's basketball, um, which is kind of sad, but instead of teams, like, you know, South Carolina, for example, has been a, a team that people have talked about for a long time. Their coaches won multiple games in basketball in a row. and they were the talk of the season this year. They were the number one team, you know, end up losing to Iowa and stuff like that. But it's, we're now getting to the point where it's like, yo, these women can really ball. These women can really fight. These women can really like all these different things, all these standards. So, um, yeah. I don't know. That's my kind of expression. I was curious. Could you guys speak a little bit about where you train at girls gym? So I've heard of it, but I'd love to know a little more about it, kind of what that's all about. <laughs> well, um, I think the most important thing to know about the gym is that uh, Girls Gym is an acronym. It stands for Grappling in Real Life Situations um, with a focus on on female identifying bodies. Um, our coach is, was the first in the Pacific Northwest to break through and have such a specific niche for uh women's self-defense. So shout out to Sarah and Gary Ariza for making a safe space for women <laughs> um, to train at. Yeah, it's really super popular and really amazing and uh, great opportunities. But um, I've only been training with them since 2017. So I think Katie can speak a little bit better to the gym and the... I don't, I don't know if that's true. I, um, and maybe this is, maybe this is where the mentality goes. Uh, and my, my coaches have always made fun of me for this or maybe I wonder also if gender might play a part but I think it's more mentality and I guess whatever um so I'm curious about you guys but it took me probably three years right I had a background in wrestling in high school went found this gym to wrestle outside of high school for jiu-jitsu and competed I think I even got to my blue belt and and it just all came together and I was like holy crap this is a self-defense like this is something you used to defend yourself with and especially as a female right there are a lot more like break technique over strength and power um but as 
their gender? Does it come across as a self-defense? Is it even, or is it sports focused? I think I was so sports focused that I was just like, didn't even cross my, didn't even cross my mind. Are you talking about the gym? I want to make sure I'm answering it correctly. Are you talking about the gym or UFC as a martial arts? Martial arts, yeah. More so martial arts or like jujitsu specifically. Oh, no, I'll be honest with you. I always thought that it was self-defense because you think of like Karate Kid and like Ninja Turtles. You're like, oh, I'm learning, you know, I'm learning karate so I can beat somebody's ass. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know, you lost a fight or I'm about to learn how to do boxing. I think over, I would say for me, over the years, I, um, I've gained an understanding that it is a sport. You all are athletes because for me, I was a nerdy kid where like, if someone's doing jujitsu karate, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. You're watching Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is, this is, this. So I would say over the years, I've understood, you know, uh, when people climb to the ring that, you know, it's a, it's a job, it's their sport. So I would say for me, more or less not, yeah, self-defense because you're like, ah, lost a fight in the schoolyard. So how, how important is self-defense to you in your daily life? Oh, for me? Um, I'll be honest with you. Self-defense for me is uh, actually something I think about every day. Um, when I wake up, um, when I get in my car, it's something that's always in my mind. Um, how? So yeah, I would say I would say constant. To be honest with you. So yeah, um, I'll speak on that because I I do come on Sundays. Um, in the beginning, it was more of art to me. Um, I didn't really see it too much as a sport just because of my mentality of what sport was, was basketball, football, baseball. And I really seen like kickboxing and boxing as the sports. I didn't really see grappling sports were as like true sports. I seen those more as art forms. And so coming along as I got older and beginning to learn that these are real sports and these are, these are, um, advanced sports. Um, I think once I be to see the self-defense aspect of it, it made me want to do it more um, because I felt growing up as a kid, as a skinny kid, I didn't have a lot of self-defense techniques. It was just fight to defend myself. And I didn't know what that consisted of. I didn't know how to box or how to hold a stance or how to hold someone off or how to even grapple. And I think coming to your gym now more, um, I've learned how to do self-defense a lot be more be more strategic about the self-defense that I have for myself. So do I feel more confident walking around? Yes. Am I always thinking about self-defense? In aspects, but I know from doing these things that I can defend myself in any situation or any moment because I have those tools. So I don't know if that makes sense. So like I never really, it was never really like, oh, I'm doing this as a sport. I'm doing, I was doing it more for self-defense. Um, and I think because I've seen it more as an art form. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I think the art is so pretty, especially coming out and sparring. You can see. Is it you two, you two who trains? Do you train? Yeah. Oh, very I'm, cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where do you get train? Get 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 so so I, I actually started uh, eight years old at Taekwondo. Oh, so, traditional. Uh, yeah, very, very much traditional. Love that aspect of it because I was kind of a bit of a nerd as well. Ah, and I, I, the and I Did you watch Dragon Ball Z? Of course. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> but, it was, but it was also like my parents thought it was, would be good self-defense. So I did that. It turns out Taekwondo, terrible self. Don't do Taekwondo. Self-defense. <laughs> just it's a gr beautiful art, beautiful stuff. Don't do it if you want to learn how to fight. Anyways, 
I uh, did that transition to kickboxing again, kind of more of a self-defense type of thing. And I enjoyed the art aspect of it. Took a break while I was in college and all this stuff. And then post-college, I decided, all right, it's time to do grappling. Jiu-jitsu. Get into jiu-jitsu. So I've been doing it for one, uh, you know, year and a half. I'm, I, I, tra- I train at uh, 10th Planet Tiger under Sam Hardy. Shout out to Sam. Shout out 10th Planet. Um, AJ got to meet him too. But um, so I say when I got into jiu-jitsu my second time, especially because I started then jiu-jitsu when I was like 23 versus when I'm like 8 to like 13, uh, I look at it more like a sport now. To me, I look at it almost strictly as a sport. Like, I have to eat like this. I have to train like this. I have to go for a three-hour course. I have to drink this, you know, three-hour class, uh, drink this much water, all this stuff. Because, you know, I look at it in the aspect of I want to compete. I want to do competition. I want to do this. Um, if, it, you know, if I have to use it for self-defense, that's fantastic. But maybe as you've seen yourself, both of you, when you know how to fight, when you learn how to fight, you don't really want to fight. Because, you know, if I hit an Osoto guy on this guy and he busts his head open on concrete. You're done. You're, you're like, You're oh. done. That's life. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I'd much rather calm a situation with my, with my voice, my tone, than have to resort to that. Um, but I think, yeah, that's kind of like, that's my perspective of it, where, of it, where now to me, it's, it's a sport. And I think also the growth of like, if you look at where MMA is now, before, I don't know if you could call it a sport. I think now it's been like, you can call like, like what you see on TV and stuff more of a sport i don't know about bare knuckle but oh my gosh uh <laughs> two real quick things first of all i feel lied to about action movies those fight scenes do not last <laughs> as long as they do and what? i don't know how have you ever boxed for like five minutes before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay and then also the whole um so we were watching bj penn the oh my god the ultimate fighter where nate diaz is on it so it's like number six like it's who's it bj penn and what's his name Oof. <laughs> where's baseball cap <laughs> it's not bj penn it's not that's not <laughs> you know so it's like season it's the one that just got inducted into the hall of fame right oh it might have um oh my gosh why am i oh, this is so disgusting that he knows this <sighs> i'm blanking on his name i feel jen's pulver yes yeah. wow pulver. that's amazing yeah. that was so good yeah Very, okay so and they were um right it was uh the was early 90s is like reality show and all that and like Dana White got so mad at them. He's oh like, I'm God. trying to make this a real sport. Like, you guys are embarrassing me. And then we, like, fast forward to, like, when McGregor, like, threw the chair at the, like, I was like, wow, Dana White sure has changed a lot. <laughs> I don't know what yeah, now he beats was... his wife at bars. Oh, no. We've, we've talked about his problems. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, you can talk about Which it. Which is also interesting because he gave, like, such a... He had said before, like it's somebody else had done that. He's like, he's done. He doesn't deserve he was to like. Pissed, yeah, yeah so he sent people home for like unbecoming of martial artists. Yes. Like it's it was pretty insane to to watch that and sad to see that part change. Yeah, like, yeah. Now now the money. now the what the UFC is the WWE's bestie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Endeavor bought Endeavor, the owner of UFC, bought WWE. <laughs> I can't say I didn't see that coming with all of the injuries that they suddenly had a huge spike in. So kind of following up, you know, talking about that, talking about the gym. One of my follow-up questions was, how important do you think it would be for women to get into martial arts? I feel like you you have a spiel on that. Um. <laughs> I think every woman should train in martial arts. I think every every female identifying person in this world should train in martial arts. 
Um, I think something really important that I think that you really stressed is uh, that martial artists know that violence is always an option, but it is never the option. Um, and that's that's my favorite thing. I'm, I've kind of always been a hot-tempered person. I'm, I'm always like ready to fight fight the good fight. <laughs> um, but but it's completely changed my life. I I suddenly feel like just I don't know uh, a weight lifted off of me. I don't have anything to prove anymore. Um, if I feel, have, feel like I have to cross the street and look stupid to avoid somebody, I I'm happy to do it. It's no problem. Um, I think you like make the black guy contest. <laughs> well, and, and that's the, <laughs> that's the thing too is right. Like we spend a lot of time. Um, at least I have in in my life as a as a woman that I will avoid eye contact. I'll avoid. Um, I'll, I'll move out of the way to make space for other people. Um, I think this is a conversation that they have in a lot of communities, right? Giving giving space to other people because we feel like we're being too loud or too taking up too much. Um, so I think a uh, relatable topic across many communities, but but really that um, I feel more comfortable being being in a space and taking it up. And if somebody disagrees with me, I don't feel like I have to fight too hard to get their attention and just move on your merry way. And I'm happy to go mine. But but the confidence of being able to look somebody in the eye if they're making you uncomfortable and being able to be like, listen, this is. This is not the fight you want to be in, Goldilocks. Move over. Oh, <laughs> Feels pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, um, the, the confidence. I think. Uh, well, I don't know. This might be a little, maybe a little personal. But my my niece was recently um, abducted at knife point in Vancouver. It's a pretty really pretty like real experience and like very eye opening that this could happen to anybody. And um, her sister who trains, I, I couldn't help but like find myself asking like if it had been her sister in that situation would she have been bold enough or or just confident enough to to make somebody too nervous to approach her um where my niece who doesn't train uh you know she's eyes to the floor um does what she's told all the time no questions asked and so um yeah I just was like let me get her some private lessons like bring her in let me let me hit mitts with her and make her feel good in her own skin feel confident saying no um but yeah so every every woman should train every man every woman should train i think i think you bring up like a a huge refreshing moment um in my eyes uh, you know the story doesn't make things better i think that that story is kind of like the bottom but just the confidence piece right i think we we live in society where a lot of people lack confidence in, in many facets. And I think your expression of how you receive confidence is a way of like recognizing that some of these things, some of these talents that you might have will bring you confidence in any capacity and just strength. Like you talked about, like, I don't have to be physically strong, but I know you don't want it. You don't want the smoke. And it's, and it's those, that mental confidence is what's going to carry you every day through other moments, other trials and tribulations, give you strength to make your day like even better because you know, no one can fuck with me. Like, and it, I think it, we have to set that precedent as older folks to give jewels to younger generations on like some of those ways of getting confident. Um, so thank you for that. I think that's, that's a huge, a huge, huge piece. Yeah, and that um, um, 
that just speaks a, uh, a lot a bit to what we all have been saying because you know great power comes great responsibility you know shameless spider-man quote you know things like that because it truly is where like you know people have the power don't have to like move their weight around to let you know i have power like you know it's always those things have to be like a like last resort because i actually don't talk about this here a lot or like um and i won't make this too long-winded because i know you got a question uh you sure i, I got one but keep keep going. all right um it's just kind of like i just remember like in grade school like the bullying where like i was the kid who's like ah i wish i could do something and then like it's so weird to like reflect on like the emotional young boy i was and i was like i'm gonna cry but i'm gonna fight you and usually those people who are having trouble like displaying their emotions things like that usually like when you meet them with force or you're give them a run for their money i would say that usually like de-escalates a lot of stuff because people are, are not expecting that fight back that confidence that you know this is a last resort and actually one of the things i really want to um put truth to power to about is what you're talking about, about people just using some of that energy that, you know, it's like sublimation. So like in like the therapy realm where it's kind of like you have like, uh, let's say you have like an anger issue and things like that. You can sublimate that and like do boxing or you can do, you know, a thousand pushups. It's using that energy in a positive way in a positive light. So um, I'm actually glad you said that because I feel like that's a big key component to physical health being able to know that you have that physical energy to get out in a positive way if you know something traumatic has happened to you or you're just wanting to get involved so i was like boom i love that you said that cool i'm glad you like it <laughs> i'm easily amused quick question have either of you had to bust out the street jujitsu oh you know i was actually gonna bring that up <laughs> <laughs> i would say i wrestled in high school yeah. and i went started training at the gym and 2010 so i've been i've been training for 13 years I've, I've done amateur and professional bouts and and a lot of competition i have never had a conflict outside <laughs> your your answer what's your answer sublimation <laughs> don't fuck with my kids in the parking lot i'll tell you i'll come after you and i will fuck your shit up no. <laughs> we uh share like part of our parking lot with um, La Mota next door. Tisk tisk, pay your taxes. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they're all over the news right now. Not oh wait, allegedly to this story. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. pay your taxes. Oh, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, no, but you know. Um, Parking lots get busy and they're easy to access. And we, I, I run the kids program. And um, so when people pull into a parking lot, into a parking space, approaching a brick wall with children walking in front of it like 30 miles an hour just to slam on their brakes is a little insane to me. So uh, I went outside to kindly ask a nice man to relocate nice man. his vehicle. <laughs> And he busted out the trusty, dusty cell phone camera to tell me I was being a Karen about parking and almost hitting children. I don't know. So uh, he, after I calmly asked him to please not touch me and move his vehicle, he decided to put his cell phone on my face. So I put him in a straight arm, kept him, kept him away from me, tried to make some space between he and I. He ripped his arm away from me to like 
come back in. I just back stepped out and then um, he says, I'm calling the cops. Perfect. You're on video touching me after I asked you not to touch me. So, um, yes, I've had to use my <laughs> I've had to use it a couple times. There was another time I got spit on in a parking lot. Ah. But but the martial arts came through. It kept me cool. I didn't hit him. He was like 300 pounds. If I had hit him, I'd have broke my hand. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I just uh, tried to make space. Good thing about big people is they don't move fast usually. So. Very I was true. able to quickly make some space and get inside where the lot boy helped me and um, and I was able to get my groceries just fine. <laughs> so. Our groceries are appreciated. Yeah, our groceries. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, I kind of have, uh, it, it might be the like lack of melanin of that makes me look like so, such a, I don't know, like a bitch. I don't know. Maybe oh. the lack of smile also. But people are always ready to fight me for some reason. Like I could just ask somebody to move their car or take someone's parking spot. Didn't mean to, I swear. Have you ever had any altercations? No. No, no. Okay. No. <laughs> no, I try not to. Yeah, I try not to. <laughs> um, what's the biggest thing you want people to know about jits, may kind of fighting sports as a whole. Like from your opinion, what's the what's the biggest thing you want them to know? Oh gosh, um, you know, I I don't want to break it just to like. I, I'm sure every every person has, especially any person that has a, a sport has this kind of connection with that sport. But I definitely think it's like the philosophy. I always joke with new people. Um, when they come in, like it, it's a thinking sport, it's an athletic sport, like it's a physical, emotional, spiritual. It, it really is everything. I joke with people that come in for the first day, and you have to learn left and right. And I'm like, I know, I wasn't told I had to think in this sport either. Like I don't know where this is coming from, but then it really gets deeper into like psychology too, about faking, fainting, and like getting into other people's heads, and then the philosophy of like of coaching, and then like putting yourself in bad positions or helping your teammates grow by like. I just think it's just whole, there's so much more to it than just the blood sport or just the like sport part or just the traditional martial arts side. Philosophy doesn't get talked about a lot enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm actually glad you really said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great question. Like philosophy, yeah. I'm more and more I'm thinking about it. It is a philosophy. You think of like the greats, you know, folk like a butterfly sting like a bee, you know, all that other stuff. So I'm no I'm just, so no, I'm actually yeah, that's really dope. Oh, that is right. It's all about the philosophy, yeah. The coaching. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I just had an epiphany in my mind. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. So as we kind of transition ish into some other aspects of this conversation will kind of step outside of MMA. You do something else. Oh. <laughs> um, and I want you to explain what you do and how, um, how is that also begin to challenge yourself in something different? Um, well, I've been lucky to lucky enough to be involved in the fire service and um, volunteering there. And uh, 
You know, it's really interesting. There actually is a lot of crossover in um, people who train and people who are in the fire service. And I'm not really sure what's there. I mean, they do say a lot of times, like uh, a lot of people in the fire service, they call it like a um, shoot for the kill. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, okay. <laughs> occupational sport, I think is what oh. they call it. Like you're an occupational oh, yeah. athlete, essentially. Um, so that concept of like, Part of that philosophy of like muscle memory in terms of like especially in high stress situations you do what you train all those kind of little tidbits really cross over and uh so <laughs> you you put yourself in a unique situation the fire service is definitely a male dominated space um how do you navigate this space being by woman By looking as much like a 12-year-old boy as she can. <laughs> There's a sniper in the building. <laughs> oh. Damn. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's... <laughs> We're married. What are you? <laughs> wow. It's... Um, you look older than me. No, I do actually think that that's a really good question. Um, it's really interesting because, right... I feel like I was, it's funny you asked that because I was asked the same question in some kind of interview of um, when I started wrestling and they're like, well, how do you feel about being like a pioneer for women? Or how do you feel about being in this sport where it's male dominated? And, all right. This is, God, I hate this. This was in what, like 04. Ah, <laughs> this is 04 material. <laughs> yes. Okay, set the scene. Yeah. So, uh, um, and it's, and I think I have, I, I just, um, I guess I never thought about it like that. I just have always thought about what makes me happy and what I like to do. And it's not really who else is there. It's just about how do I get myself there? Or like, how do I get myself a part of that? And there is really no, what's, I guess, right? There's a, there's a philosophy again. Like, and, and I think there's a time in, in learning your art, your martial art, whatever it is, where you start, you stop being like, um, when it's not excuses necessarily, or I can't do this, or this is too hard, or I just don't understand. It's it's less of those questions, more of what can I do? How do I do it? How do I get there? More of these different like mindset of questions that you're asking. I don't know if that answered anything that you asked though. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it, it answers a lot of questions in just perspective. And I think as a male, like in thinking of male prospectively, we don't, we automatically think that way. We're not, we're not talking about who's in that space. Can we be in that space? How that space looks? Um, it's, oh, I see that. I'm trying to get there. Instead of looking like at the ceiling. It, and I think you bring that perspective of like, I'm not, I don't see nothing. I'm just trying to get there. And, and I think that also goes back to that tone of being that pioneer aspect, right? there's no no is not a given to you and i think that is also what brings a lot of beauty and growth and also a lot of a lot of doors being kicked open for other folks to have that opportunity um and not recognizing and seeing myself or your individualism as a way like you're saying as a a, a scapegoat to not being able to get something it's like shh, they can do it i can do it hey i'm getting it. And I, I think a lot of people have to begin to put that in perspective. And, and 
just people in general. I do think that's um, why I let my dreams of being a cowboy go, though. <laughs> I really wanted to be a cowboy when I was little, but I didn't see any other little Asian girls being cowboys. So I was like, oh, I can't ride horses. I can't ride horses. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like I would I would hope you know I'm I'm assuming you know you're helping people out during the fires that there's fires going on like ah you're a woman don't help me I'm gonna burn alive <laughs> like it's, I would hope they'd be like save me wait wait okay God this is perfect come get me the periods and the boobs get in the way a lot I would imagine <laughs> as a matter of fact I just uh, I look like. One of the boys, actually, you mistook me all the time for my cohorts. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 it turns out they can't even tell. <laughs> no, as long as you can do the job, right? That's all that matters. No, and like, um, I'm actually really glad that this question like came up because like, it's, you know, it's that mentality of like, I'm just doing what I'm passionate about. And usually when people are working, operating from a place of purpose and passion, it's just like, oh, I'm first person to do this. I didn't even know that I'm enjoying this because it's coming from a pure place and I'm not gonna lie I've been sitting next to you for like almost like 20 30 minutes and you're and you're awesome I was like and like and I can really just tell that uh like that's just really what you want to do we're like you know and there's nothing wrong with you know people who want you know break barriers be the first person but like when it's truly something that you just I really want to do this it's just like it's just that's just like really like that's just like the pure essence of doing it. And I, I appreciate that because I can bore people and they know about what I do. Cause like, it's the opposite for me too, as well. Cause I'm in a dominated feel, um, with female women, dominated, female dominated feel. And, um, um, I think for me and the clients that I see and things like that, I always just come in and sit and be like, how can I help? Like, that's my mindset. That's my purpose. That's my passion. And it's doesn't matter. Like, about how you identify obviously for me it's like you feel comfortable yeah i'm a dude and all this other stuff but it's like i really appreciate that because believe it or not uh i think i also too mirror that too as well where i'm like i just really want to get the job done so super kudos love that yeah no no yes. no i like that for you <laughs> no, 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 i like that for you and for all of us oh yeah <laughs> And kind of speaking towards what Robert was saying too, I'm uh, also put in a similar situation recently. So I changed teams at work, went from a all male team to now I'm the only male on my team. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really interesting. Uh, never really noticed that that dynamic and what that would do. Um, so like, let's say for example, when I was on the the male side or the all men men's team, um, we'd have weekly Zoom meetings. You know, five minutes of productive talk. The rest, the lot, other twenty five minutes, just shooting the shit. Pretty much. <laughs> on the women's team, or now you know this current team I'm on. The complete opposite. It's it's five minutes of oh, how was your weekend? Cool, all right. And then the rest is just productive. What are we doing? We're playing this out. We're playing that out. Duh, duh, duh. And it's honestly, it's made me better at my job because it's it, it's made me be more on top of things. And that was something interesting. I I didn't realize when I moved over to this team. It was it kind of caught me off guard. It was a positive change. But yeah, definitely interesting. There's so much into like. There's so much and there's so little into gender like aspects of things or like, right, then it's like circling that nature versus nurture and like, oh, ecology. I love that stuff in another life. No, no. Oh, no. No, no. I was, no. It, it, it truly is where um, 
I kind of have to go to back to uh, where I was playing on games about. I literally am like just very frustrated with the world where I'm just kind of like, can we just get it? Can we get the ball rolling? Like people need help. Like let's cut the shit help. So I, I feel you where it's kind of like, it's that nature versus nurture. And we all have our, um, <clears throat> our things we have our affinities for. And I like, okay, so what's the, the next step? So, so yeah, I, so I agree. It definitely goes back to a lot of that different stuff. So, yeah. Um, so kind of went into another direction that I was like, well, let, me, let me see how this question goes. Cause I know, uh, we have these conversations all the time. Um, just talking about like feminality and male versus female and this aspect of, if you're talking gender roles and we talk about these things from a men's perspective, a lot on our show. We don't get a lot of female perspective. Um, <laughs> when it when it comes to like, you know, we talk about uh, what was the one main one we brought up with, uh, um, um, like, uh, uh, like passive, um, like women being. Like passive oh, and submissive. submissive. There it is. There we go. Yeah, um, just die on the hill. It's okay. Die on the hill. <laughs> die. Um, so we we talk uh, we've talked a few times about like women being submissive and are those words you would use to describe me? No, <laughs> absolutely. Kind of, that's, why wanna, that's why I want to bring this up because you're the perfect person for this conversation. Um, um, what is your opinion on this idea of submission? I love getting a good tap. Oh my Jesus. <laughs> hey, that was good. That was good. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I think that explains it all for you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think that those have ever been words uh well okay, not since childhood. Maybe maybe in childhood you could use those things to describe me, passive or or submissive, but um Something really happened in those teenage years. I really turned into an asshole. I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah. What what women are you talking about? <laughs> all right. All right. I'm, I'll save you. Anywho. Uh, I already know. I already know. No. No. Do you, actually no. Uh, I'm curious. I'm yeah. I'm curious. I don't. I don't know if I heard that episode specifically. Hold on. Let me. Let me throw you here. Maybe what he's talking about is the concept. Is this maybe what you're talking about, AJ? I find that when teaching new people, it's really interesting, and and right. There's always there's always people breaking the stereotype, but there seems to be a majority of. Even when I start sparring new people, um, I have to be like, you need to hit me in the head. Like you need you need to aim for my head. I probably. 5% 5% of the time need to tell men that. They will try and rip my head off when we're boxing. But women won't even come towards my head. Like, is that kind of what you mean? Or like even- No, I'm, I'm, oh, okay. I'm talking more uh, in relationship aspect of things. Oh. We have this conversation of like, in a men-dominant society, a lot of men, especially we talked about last episode, these men that travel and get these women because they're submissive. <laughs> And and so I, I hit the bomb button. <laughs> Geo maxing all, the, all these different like yeah 
anyway, so we talked about this aspect of like submission, right? And how women in society um, have kind of like changed this idea and roles. And we always talked about how there's really no roles when it comes to relationships. Like there's a point where men are got to be submissive or your partner, whoever your partner may be, have to be submissive and vice versa. I want to hear your, you guys. Your, We're two women in a relationship. I love it. They have jokes. But I think I get where you're going with it. Um, so tell me if I'm wrong, but. But um, so in our like our very specific relationship, I'm sure just in the amount of time that you've spent with us, you can imagine who who might go belly up a little bit more frequently than. But I can beat her up in real sparring. That's true. That's that's true. So we don't have a lot of conflict in in our relationship. Like. Uh, period. I think that's a pretty fair statement happy to make. Happy life, happy life. That's what I live by. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good rule for us. But it's it's also because we have um, really clear, concise, and compassionate communication, right? So it's not just like direct answers, which which I appreciate. I really like a direct answer out of somebody, but I don't want like, hey, do you want me to make you some, have, have some lunch ready for you when you get home? No. No, no, no thank you. Would be nice. And so like, right, so she, she'll hit all of those things, though she never says no to food. That was a bad example. Um, but, but it's because it's like clear and concise and kind. Um, we, have, we have good communication there. Um, but in other relationships, because I, unlike Katie, have dated men before being married to her, um, I I totally was that way where I would be pretty submissive. Like when somebody would be mean to me or hurt my feelings, I would just kind of take it and go home and cry and be like, oh, my feelings are hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. It's it's changing. It's changing in the in the waves. I think actually the the groundbreakers for this specific thing that's that we're starting to see change, like um, ripping down the walls of like misogyny, like. Women don't have to go home and cry when when you hurt their feelings. They might be like, that hurt my feelings. Say sorry to me. Um, is this generation after us? What are they? Gen Z. Zoomers. X is before Zoomers? us. Yeah, the Zoomers. Ooh, Zoomers. Yeah. Is yeah. that the real term for it? I'm a Zoomer. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. But they're crushing it out there, breaking the the gender roles, breaking the binary, just just destroying the mantle of what what we have known society to always kind of be and the rules that we followed and um and i i really love that it makes me feel empowered and i'm like yeah you tell me what to say you were born in 2003 tell me who tell me what to say i trust you <laughs> um oh no, no, no you, are you sure yeah you go i got something after yeah uh, um oh uh, I think what uh, I think what AJ was getting at is, uh, you know, we've uh, we've we've talked about a lot here on the show um, <clears throat> about what people think submissiveness, and um, I think you were talking about what DJ Solo was talking about when he was talking about submissiveness and timidness, and I all I guess for me, I just have like a running theory, no matter what 
or how someone identifies in any relationship that there's going to be someone who's more expressive and someone who's more, um, I don't say recessive, but, um, I don't want to say meek that this, just less quiet, <laughs> like, you know, and like, it's always that, that levying and like, no matter what position you are in your relationship, you still have to advocate for yourself. And I think in our dominant culture, that's where people get things backwards. We're like, we'll say we'll use the heteronormative of like, oh, guy does this, girl does this, blah, blah, blah. But if we take that one person out of the ecosystem, the whole entire ecosystem rots. And <clears throat> the fact that we, as people take that for granted, no matter how you want to structure your relationship, it's just horrible. And then how we just shame people for what their relationship and how their relationship works and functions where it's just disgusting. And, um, what do you call it? So I really appreciate you both just talking about that because it's important. And I think that's, is that where you're kind of alluding to? No, I'm so interested in what AJ means. Actually, (laughs) me three. (laughs) I don't don't know how to like really put it into words in the context. Can we get an example? Yeah. Yeah. He's scared. Wait a second. Wait a second. If you listen to last episode, I think AJ has lots of examples he can use. I wonder, which one would you like to give us? (laughs) Public knowledge. (laughs) Interesting. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, um, yeah. Listen to my episode. Nah, uh, I don't really know how to even get it in an example. So, uh, like, even in the aspect of, like, submission, right? So, um, we've talked about a lot in, like, um, men taking out the trash. Women could also take out the trash, right? Like, this, this gender normality, and I think you, you tapped a, a lot into that conversation piece of like your own relationship. Like there is really, there's some fluidity to it. So being able to see like heteronormative relationships that have this same, this same mentality and being able to recognize like there is no complete structure. Like you were talking about how Gen Z is really like open the door to this concept of just be who you are and, and allow the norms to come in communication right so allow us to establish our own sense of boundaries and restrictions like there i mean there are still a lot of women they're like i ain't taking out trash but then there's some that are like you know i'll help you i'll take it out or i'll take the recycling whatever the case might be and like i wanted to just hear perspective on like which you've already kind of tapped into it and said you love where things are going so it's like perspective on that like how how is this idea of submission going away or how is it now being communicated in a way that is like there's no such thing as submission that makes sense. you know what's so funny is uh like we we actually kind of have like gender roles in our relationship like it, it's kind of weird Very prove it it's so weird <laughs> but um but Actually, the weirder thing is, is that uh, we live next door to a husband and wife couple that have grown children. I've known them literally my whole lives. And I was outside like pressure washing the, the driveway and I was watching the wife next door mow the lawn. And I had a thought in my own head. I was like, why is she mowing? why isn't he mowing the lawn? And I was like, damn, that was rude as fuck of me. Like that was, I'm out here pressure washing the driveway and like, why can't she mow the lawn? She always mows the lawn. And I guess that's probably 
what irritated me is that she always mows the lawn. But you make me mow the lawn. I had to teach her how to mow the lawn. Yeah, first she had to teach me, and but now it's my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, I just I thought it was really funny that you that you brought that up taking out the trash because I was like, oh, I take the trash out over doing the dishes any day. I don't want to touch the nasty dishes. Pass. Yeah, I'm a. I'll do the. I'll do the laundry. Yeah. Any day over or the garbage, whatever over. Don't give me the dishes. I'll do the laundry, but I won't put it away. I'll put it away. Just I don't. I don't want to touch wet food that makes that gives me the ick. It's so ick. I agree. It's agreed. So, yeah. Um, the question I had was: so you'd mentioned how you'd been in a heterosexual relationship before, uh, being in a homosexual relationship. Um, what was the biggest change you saw, like within like that community? Would you say? Because I, I have friends who are also in the homosexual community, they've always told me it's just it's easier, it's more direct. They kind of just tell you what they what people are looking for and this stuff. Now I'm curious, have you guys had similar experiences that like that, um, or is it different? Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely had to get used to like the directness. Mm. Um, being being married to Katie, I dated women before, but like it's always kind of quiet, like hush. But like, um, but uh, when I was with men, right, like it would always be like, you did this and you made me mad. And I was like, well, I didn't mean to, like, I didn't mean to upset you. Uh, instead of where like with Katie, uh, nothing is ever my fault. Like anything that's ever happening inside her head, like it could be that uh, she felt like there was an in inappropriate interaction between myself and, and somebody else. And she would she's never going to make the insecure feeling or the jealous feeling that she might have surrounding that my problem. Um, sh she'll communicate like, Hey, I'm feeling like, I just, I just don't feel like super good about this right now, but like, you don't need to change anything. It's not a you issue. I just need to think through this a little bit more. So I'm never left like on the outside of her head wondering what's going on. And then I'm also never made to feel at fault for any action that's happened. Um, and then we have a conversation to build on like how that might look different in the future or what could have been communicated differently. I do feel like that's martial arts though. That whole concept of <laughs> you can only control yourself, right? You can't control yeah. anyone else. Yeah. So I can't control her or somebody else. So, but I can control and explain my side of things. I do. I do have a, a really quick question too, as well. Um, <clears throat> When it, in regards to kind of like speaking back off a little bit of what you were saying, and do you think that was more or less the type of men you were going for or just Katie? Because what you're saying is, let's just say, um, not to say I'm a good read of people, but <laughs> but um, I would just say her mentality, right? Um, because uh, AJ started this conversation about like how in social media, everyone's like, ginger this, blah, 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 blah. And like, I always say like, it's very like tasteful because there's certain ginger roles or non-ginger roles that people want to adapt and have. And that just got me thinking that just based upon just the person she is, maybe that was more your speed rather than it was those men. And I'm just curious, do you think that may have played a part? Oh yeah, that 1% of men. 1% of men. She, she always says that like, I know like she, what do, what do you always say? You always... She explains these men that she's met or, like, these guys that she's known and whatever, always minus AJ. Um, <laughs> 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 but I'm always like, gosh, no. Like, my dad was a – I'm not going to 
dad would not be the right one, but like mm. father figures. Like, I was like, oh no, my dad went to like all my games. He was really supportive. He was always supportive of everything. No, no, my brother was always sweet to all the women he dated. Like he was always a good brother. Uh, my guy friends were always really sweet. And she was like, that's not how all guys are. And I was like, well, that's not the guys I knew though. That's <laughs> mm. very, yeah. Put together. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm sure there's I'm sure there's something like deep and psychological in it. But um, but really, I think that um, that again, kind of back to the praising Gen Z for what they've done is really breaking down like the the um, concept that it's okay for men to cry. It's okay for men to, mm. to go to therapy. It's mm. okay to talk about our traumas and talk about things that hurt hurt our feelings not just like physically hurt us, but like things that like hurt you. Like if your mom yells at you for talking too much, like that sticks with you. And like, so uh, I think that maybe it would be different in the, in the um, heterosexual community nowadays, right? Like um, that men are seeking out the help and learning to effectively communicate. Um, and I'm sure that they already existed. They just weren't looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> the, reason, the reason why i bring this up is like you know is um i'm just like a just a firm bridge builder of like everyone seeking you know mental health and things of that manner and everyone being the best version of themselves because um you know shout out to you know the men i surround myself with um and people that are just, i'm around were like you know i think we do a really good job of separating of like all right you know we're going to speak from, I don't want to say our toxic side, but like our super radical side, like, ah, you know, all women, they suck. Or they don't, you know, and, but like then getting to the nuts of bolts of like, why do you feel bad about this situation? Because I feel like we let that drug take over us. We're like, oh, all these women, but it's, no, you're just really upset about this situation. And this is 1% of the million of like, women in your life so i don't want to leave you on the island because like i've been on my soapbox of like blah and you've been on your soapbox yeah. of blah maybe yeah i have no he's <laughs> the worst he's the worst cancel them we love a good soapbox do you guys feel like there's a shift in your like um i don't know how to ask this do you feel like there's a shift in your in how you feel pressured to be or that maybe the thinking I, I don't know what it is i'm trying to ask but i think you are getting it I, i'm your robin ah, i'm your robin, I'm, robin. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm right there with you go ahead um i think there's a lot of pressures when it comes to being a man um but also like there's standards like i feel like we set a standard for how men should be in society and if you don't live up to your standard you're not a man and i think that is when like breaking down some of these barriers, they've allowed the door to open to be like, yo, a man can be whatever you want to be. A man can do this, a man can do that, and this. And so, but I think it's so accustomed to saying, like, this is the standard of what a man should be. And if you're not here, you're not a man. And, and kind of so on and so forth down the, pole, it, the podium. If you don't have this, you're bare minimum, you're a bum. And it's like, so it's like, how do you try to find your way into being? Like who you are but i think as we continue to grow in society and some of these barriers get broken down it's like and just because he worked at mcdonald's and all his bills is paid don't make him a bum you know like he's still doing the things necessary for him to do what he needs to do whatever the case may be and i think we've, we've begun to kind of change the mentality like 
changed. And for myself, like I've, it's alleviated a lot of pressure on who I should be and who I want to be. And I, and I think that has been a huge piece for me to say, like, I don't have to be this, this when I can just be me and that will come or this is already where I am. I am according to myself. So. Yeah. Um, I guess being the zoomer in the room, um, <laughs> I should speak on it. Um, so what I found is as I've gotten older, so I'm 25 now, uh, uh, and I'm still single. I use dating apps and all that. I see that a lot of say 20 to 22 year old women find interest in me, but women my age don't. And then even when I have gone on dates with, let's say, women who are 25, 26, they always say that they're kind of looking more for someone 28 to 30, man-wise. And to me, I've come up with my own hypothesis that, like, a lot of women, specifically my age, don't necessarily want, you know, maybe I'm sure a lot do, but I think a lot of them also aren't looking for, you know, a project in a way, quote-unquote. They're they're looking for a, a, a man, someone who, you know, maybe already has... It's farther in his career, has a house, has everything set up to where they can almost fly, you know, fly in and be like comfortable. That might be a, that might be just like a harsh reality of it, but it's just something I've noticed myself where in our society, yes, like on social media, it's always about, you know, men need to go to therapy, men need to, you know, they need to be okay with crying on this stuff. And that is true. And that's a hundred percent true. But I feel like on a day-to-day basis, there's still a lot of expectations on men, even with a younger generation. It's still expectations to, you know, be, be a quote-unquote man, you know, have, have yourself set up, have goals, and so on and so forth. And I guess to uh, round about to um, answer your question and then lead you into one of our final questions is I would say yes. I feel like, um, as they eloquently said, that there's that pressure has always been that pressure. And um, it's actually kind of like asked the question and you're like, you know, do you see like, was not it was the question of like do you feel safe for like like i'm thinking about safety all the time when i wake up like when i interact with people because i know what my skin color and what my maleness does to people where it's kind of like ah, all right doing this again as ah, he's walking down the street purse other side ah, ah i get it and i think for me um you know maybe i'm just a bit old school with it where <clears throat> for me i know i I do, I do identify as a man. I do identify as heterosexual. And I think for me, it's still like that bridge building where like, I want to make anyone I come in contact with feel comfortable. And I think with that comfortability, it's also knowing what's going on out there. And that's a a pressure and stress I put on myself where I do get a lot of think like a man, act like a man. And I'm like, I get it. I understand. And, but I also think there's a lot of good dudes out there who see how reality and society responds to them when they are doing toxic things and this is just a shout out to once again to the people i'm around where we're saying you don't have to do that just be cool and like whoever needs to be in your life will be in your life like it's that's a waste of your energy and time so i would say that's a so that's a big pressure but you know whoever's listening uh it's literally no matter what like just be you like whoever is going to be in your life is important. And that leads us into our ultimate last question, because the people who need to be in your life are in your life. Cause we have two, cause as well as talking about dating culture, society and things like that, we talk about 
reunions here, and we have two wonderful people who have made the pledge with one another. <laughs> and life. wow, hers faded. Her life faded off. Wait, from from fighting? No, oh, she has no, eczema. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was about to say. I was like, dang, that was a mean graphic. Grabbing people with tattoo ink come off. Dang. Um, um, we talk. Uh, I talk about. They kind of co-sign, kind of. Co-sign. They disagree. Oh, oh no, I think oh, it knows oh, what? marriage. Oh, what's the? No, you disagree. Wait, yeah, you. What's the thing it's about marriage? I'm pro marriage. Okay, wait a second. It's you. Marriage. We're pro You right? You you were you were saying no marriage or no like celebration, right? Speaking to the microphone. That's not true. Okay, I see. I I apologize. Maybe I was wrong. But anywho, the better question is. Um, <laughs> hey, he he! Oh, fact check. He'll he'll go back and listen. Yeah. Um, we talk about how marriage is very important, and we have two um wonderful people who've decided to take the plunge. And a lot of people listen, and we're just curious: how do you both make your union marriage special? What do you both? What's the secret? Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> Stand by that. Yeah, um, I think I think it just goes back to the communication piece, right? Being clear and concise and compassionate with your partner's feelings, um, self accountability, um, and uh, sometimes you just have to remember that you really love somebody. Like, you have to remember? No. Oh, damn. Know. I'm trying to get people ready for this. Damn. We gotta, I gotta go home. I was like, she just makes me happy. Yeah. Well, you know, but like, we don't always, we don't always agree on everything. In fact, there's, there's a lot of things that we don't see eye to eye on. And it's, it's not, we never sit down and have the conversation of like, well, we just have to agree to disagree. Like, uh, I actually think that that's not super healthy. It's just to um, agree to respect each other's opinions, our views and our thoughts and, um, never force the other one to do anything that we're uncomfortable with. Yeah, but we also get to roll together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and because we train together, right? So um, martial arts, it's awesome. Every time before we, like, walk into the gym space, it's just you drop all of that right outside the door. It go in, do your do your stuff, put yourself to work. Or it makes it worse. And but but whether or not you choose to pick up that baggage on the way out is is then you know more mutual you get to decide if you readdress the um the stuff that you left and if it was really that important or is it something that you could just you know what i was just having a bad day (laughs) sorry (laughs) yeah i'm super pro marriage i'm i'm very pro marriage marry marry who you want divorce who you want um but (laughs) but uh yeah, you know, the commitment of having having something binding, um, having a contract, right? Yeah, she's stuck now. For a fight. <laughs> for a fight. They don't they don't tell fighters like, okay, get ready. We'll see you in a few weeks. They they make you sign a contract. You commit to to follow through. And um the words that you put on the contract that you sign your name on, you co- you commit to that and um you have to have follow through. Put a ring on it. Yeah. She, she put a ring on it. <laughs> I can't wear it a lot, but it is a nice ring. No one has a prenup over there. Huh? <laughs> no prenups. But you know what? There's she, She's going to have to just give me it all. 
<laughs> I don't know, I don't know how much. <laughs> Just a lot of emotional baggage. She can have it if she wants. And wrap up. How can the people get a hold of you? How can they find you? Where's the gym located? If they wanna, you know, pop in. Katie's pretty much dark on all social media, so you'd have to come in person to Girls Gym, Fifty uh, Second and Flavelle, um, to to see her. You could schedule a private lesson with her. You can come in and train with us on Sundays. She teaches a ninety minute MMA class, which AJ's there for. I'd love it if you you all popped in. Um, <laughs> uh, you can schedule private lessons with us through um, and with myself myself as well. Um, actually gives private lessons I don't give anything but <laughs> the, the best place to connect with us is in the gym space that's where we're always at Tuesday through Sunday um, you'll find us there hanging out having a good time making friends weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that and again if you like what we doing like subscribe hit the bell donate to dollar sign hero Come on, bro. You supposed to be. I was looking down. I'm Come sorry. On, I was like Barack looking hey, out the window. I, was I looking. keep looking. I I know it's. I was like, wow. I wish I was looking out that window. Exactly. That's right. Come on, bro. I, I apologize. Um. And oh, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, me? Are you sure? Okay. Um. I just want to say. Uh. I mean, I know they'll probably say. Appreciate you both. I uh, appreciate um. Our dope conversations because anytime people have conversations to this level it just goes left and it's like that and i hopefully a lot of people were listening really learned a lot from you i definitely did you are both dope pure souls and if no one sold you this week y'all are doing it so thank you for your time thanks for having us yeah. you you're pretty much what robert said thank you for coming thank you for sharing stories your experiences really really appreciate it thank you um you know, I see y'all on a regular basis. Um, but I, I honestly, like, I I really uh, respect opinions and thoughts and mindsets. And that's really why I wanted to have you guys on the show. Because I think you guys bring a different set of values that people need to hear. Um, not only just in the mindset of what you're doing, but also what you're creating. Because uh, you guys also forgot to talk about what you do. Uh, you guys have your own podcast you do as well. Oh. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> this explains so much. So, I thought, you know, I thought it was just a great marriage, but this explains so much. It's new. It's a baby it's a cohort. Cohorst. Cohorst. So rude to me. <laughs> so, real quick, before we get out of here, let the people know what you guys do and like, what is it about? What do you guys talk about? So um, our podcast is called Rona 4, the number four. It stands for Renegade Opinions Nobody Asked For. Acronyms. Yeah, we love it. We love an acronym. Um, we just we just talk. We It started because we just go home and talk after training and just have these long conversations about our headspace or about what we're working on or, you know, uh, injuries. Um, but, but we have a lot of uh, pretty deep talks. And so um, we chat and then we uh upload videos of us training over top of it so you can watch us just fucking around while we're talking about nothing so i i, I wanted to bring that up because i think it's a dope 
picture, when you actually listen to the podcast and watch them, it brings context to what they're talking about a lot of times because it's almost mesmerizing watching them because we get a rolling aspect. It brings a lot more entertainment to the podcast and it's a very unique situation. Um, but, you know, I had to shameless plug y'all out here because uh, you guys were asleep on yourself out here. Um, so, you know, again, it's amazing talking to you per usual. Nothing but respect, nothing but love. Again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching us on YouTube too as well. Um, we're always here. We're always here to give you what you need. So it's been the Play No Games podcast. And we out. Peace. You probably wonder if I think of you. Sorry, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, for the bag that I never had. Yeah, you probably mad right now. Yeah, I got a two piece now. Shit, I think they call them groupies now.